Andrew's going to pray for us. Hey, how's it going, How are you, girl? You good? Good to see you. Thanks for walking through that door. That's cool stuff. It really is. Always good to have you here. better hang on to that. I know. All right. Peter? You just got to let it rip, man. Father God, I just want to thank you for another day in your glory, your peace, and your joy. Lord, I want to thank you for the refuge. Lord, uh, they're a blessing to me and to many others, Lord. Uh, let Mike just speak to every one of us tonight, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Mm. Let it be from you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Hey, one other uh, thing I wanted to share with you is that the summer retreat's coming up for 6th grade to, up through 12th grade and then the 12th grade going into college, I believe. All right, it's going to be out at uh, New Frontiers. It's going to be a neat topic. It's going to be talking about with God and with others. So, man, if you have children in that uh, age bracket. I'm encouraging you to sign up and go. It'll be uh, July 17th through the 19th. Uh, Bling, Renee, raise your hand. She is the one that's uh, captaining this thing, quarterbacking it, so thank you. Everybody give her a hand. It's a big deal. I mean, you got so many folks and you got deadlines and stuff to get and People are so crazy and not turning that stuff in when they're supposed to. Then get mad when they don't turn it in. <laughs> well, I thought I was turned it in. I'm usually one of those guys that do that. All right. Not really. My bride does all that. Thank you, my babe. Hey, last week, I just want to bring us up to speed in what we talked about last week. And it was part of the why. You know, a lot of times when we started with the cup and the bread. And if you were here last week, you know, we ask ourselves those questions. Do we really know why we participate in the Lord's Supper? Or some people refer to it as the Eucharist, communion. And it was actually known in the, in the, in the early, early, early days, in the first going, it was known as the love feast. And I just love that, you know. And, and we learned that it was more of a communal meal. It would look a lot like our potlucks today, you know, and... And, but everyone waited on everyone to make sure that everyone had something because in this time there were a lot that didn't. And so when they would get there, they would, have, they would actually break the bread. And for us as a body, we, most of us would know and say, yep, I do know that that represents Christ's body, right? And that the cup represents His blood. But why? Why is that significant for us? as people that love this guy named Jesus Christ. And when you stop and ask someone that and have trouble to articulate that, or if someone were to come up and say, hey, why do you guys do that? And even if you said, well, it, it's, it represents Christ's body, we would go through our answers and they'd look at you and go, well, okay, <laughs> so what? <laughs> And then we have to back up and remember we went through the, to the part that it, 
it pretty much starts with your worldview. That it starts with the fact if you believe in an afterlife. That if you believe in a God that created everything and everyone. It has to start there. And that if it does start there and then you start going down, you then, because in this time there were tons of gods. And remember, we've read before where they would be so specific and they would say, you worship the God of Abraham. This was before Jesus. Alright? So the God of Abraham, people had to be specific in that because even today, if we just say God, that could mean all the other gods that people worship out there. So what I'm encouraging us is to say, hey, do you believe in God? That our answer would be, I follow Jesus Christ. That I follow Him. That I believe in Jesus. I believe in His teachings. I believe He is who He says He is. And then that dials it down. Then you go, okay, if God is who He says He is, then there is this afterlife. And according to His Word, there's a heaven and a hell. And the way that we spend eternity, and I love this verse, we're going to see it again. Look at 2 Timothy, and this is what Christ did for us. It's 2 Timothy chapter 1. There are some books on the ground if anybody needs them, or you can go to your screen. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. And now He has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus our Savior. He, being Jesus, broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. I just love that. Because Jesus referred to Himself as the way, the truth, and the life, right? And so here, here He is, He's saying He broke the power of death. He illuminated the way. And so when we take the bread and the cup, what we're saying, this is the way for us to be with God forever in eternity and then be empowered with Him now. He is the difference maker. Okay, And so I'm going to pick up part of the verse of what we read last week and then we're going to keep launching. Alright, so go back over to the left just a little bit to 1 Corinthians. Paul is going to be writing to these folks, and we said last week that they would look a lot like us in the culture. So it's 1 Corinthians, it's chapter 11, and I'm just going to pick up 23 through 26. It says, for I pass on to you, that's Paul telling the Corinthians, I'm passing on to you what I received from the Lord Himself. On the night He was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread. And he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember who, gang? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Remember who, gang? Jesus. Yes. 25. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant. It's a new promise between God and His people. It's an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember who? Jesus. Jesus. As often as you drink it. And here's 26. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until He comes again. He's coming back. But here's the thing. 
I want us to think about folks in our life that if they walk through the door, that you'd be happy to see. Who are some people in your life that if they walk through the door right now, you'd be going, Oh my gosh, it's you, <laughs> Where have you been? I've been missing you so much. Joseph and Mary. Some of your family, family, friends, Joseph, it's a great answer. Joseph <laughs> What about someone, friends, family? Who would that be? But before you start just barking out names of them, here's where I do want you to start barking out. If they were to walk in, why would you be happy to see them? They'd be celebrating with you. What else? You love them. What else? Might, yeah, maybe may be the last time. You just don't know. Hadn't seen them in a while. They walk through the door. Man, you're just jumping up and down like crazy. You like being with them. Like being with them. Yes. All right. Why do I like being with them? Why do I love them? Could have. Could have done a lot for us. They love me. They love me. Isn't that the deep down part of it that you know that they're for you? That they know that they dig you, that they're for you. You can be real with them. You can have this healthy conflict and you still move on. You're able to just be yourself. You don't have to put the false self up. They know you. And you allow yourself to be that with them and they with you. And man, it's this relationship that's just cool. Flip over to Hebrews 9 just for a second. So if we know that they're for us, look at Hebrews 9.28 just for a second. And as you get there, here's the thing. All right, so the family member, the friend has walked through the door. You know they're for you. What if Christ walked through the door? Is there anyone that would have just hesitate just a little? That would be like, oh crap. That's Jesus. Ooh, he really, really is real. <laughs> they weren't just kidding. <laughs> would, it, would you flinch? Any at all? Would, would there be anybody that would just kind of go, oh my gosh. There, it's a mixture. I see some going, no, no way. I see some going, yeah, maybe. I see some kind of going, I really don't know. I, I haven't given that much thought. Gang, let me remind you, he's coming back. But why is that important? Well, let's look. Look at Hebrews 9.28 just for a second. Because here's where I want to help those that may have said they would flinch a little bit when He comes in the door. Hopefully tonight that you'll release this. Okay? This is Hebrews 9.28. It says, So also Christ died once for all time. How many times? Once for how long? Will there ever be another sacrifice? No. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. How are you sure? And we believe that. To take away the sins of many people. He's coming, he will come again, not to deal with what? Sins. Not to deal with what? Sins. Not to deal with what? Sin. My sin. Are you still dealing with it? He just said He's not coming to deal with it. Why are you still dealing with it? 
I'm hard-headed. <laughs> Mom says I'm hard-headed. But listen what he's bringing. But to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. Now, gang, look. Here's what the word salvation, if we were to go around the room and I said, hey, tell me what salvation means. Could you tell me? I see a lot of heads doing that. All right, you're going to be able to leave here. What it means is that you're safe, you're sound. It means that it is a total redemption of all earthly ills, our souls. It's safety, it's assurance. So, if I'm doing the bread and the cup in remembrance of Him, then why do I keep throwing myself over Him when He would walk through the door and flinch? You're still captive to yourself. You're raising your authority, your stuff over the sacrifice of all time of Jesus Christ. You're cool, but you're not that cool. He covered your stuff. But how does He cover your stuff? How? It's all been shed. When does He cover your stuff? It's already been covered, but what happens for you to not flinch anymore? Believe it. I have to believe it. So cool. When's this going to happen, Bivo? Well, this is kind of interesting. There's a lot of folks out there that's got a whole lot of different initials behind their name than Obivo, and they've been wrestling it for thousands of years. And I don't know why they keep wrestling it. Because here's what it says in the book. 1 Thessalonians 5. You don't have to go there. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 2 says, For you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly. We don't know. The boys ask Him, Lord, when's all this going to go down? I do want you to turn here and go to Matthew 24. We still have to get to the point of why is it important that He's coming back? Why is He illuminating the way to this life of immortality? When's it going to happen? This is something you can release. Matthew 24, verse 30. It says, And then at last, the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens. And there will be deep mourning among all peoples of the earth, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. You would see that scene again in Revelation if you flipped over there and read that. Skip on down to 35. Verse 35. This is Jesus. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son Himself. Only the Father knows. 37, and when the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. Here's the question for us. So all those other guys, they can, we, we can very politely tell them they can release trying to figure all that out. We've been in His coming back since the crunch. Okay? All of that was planned. God had all of this planned out for us. And His coming back was coming when He ascended back. And remember when He ascended back, we talked about this two, three weeks ago, and He said, I am with you always. And so now we're preparing for Him coming back. And why is that important? Because we're going to see new. 
if heaven and earth is going to disappear, then what's going to replace that? Wow. It's a whole lot of wow. It's a whole lot of wow. But here's the deal. If you knew the day, if you knew the day, if it came out and God for whatever reason said, hey gang, uh, June 1, it's happening. Does it, yeah. There's a lot of clapping. What do you do today? Is there anything that you would do differently? Is there anyone that you would go tell? If you would go tell them, tell them now. Because we just read He's coming unexpectedly like a thief in the night. And here's the thing, why would you go tell them? Why is that important for you to go tell someone that, hey, Jesus is coming back? You have to know the answer. He has to be that for you. They have to see that in you. They have to see that your life is your message of that just I'm living for Jesus in everything I'm about. I don't care who follows me. I don't care who says whatever to me. I am going Jesus' way. Come hell or high water, I'm going with Him. And guess what, gang? Your life will be so abundant because you've kept Him in the proper place. And if you're anything like me, I'll raise you up above Him. I do it constantly. And I don't want to. Because see, I just want you to dig me. Is anybody else getting that boat? Yeah. So would anybody else get in the boat with me and just say, let's, let's just stop doing that together? And let's just, keep, let's just keep going and loving on folks just as much as we can, starting in our home. Sometimes our longest mission trip is down the hall. It's the hardest mission trip, trip is just right next, next to me. But He says, I'll be with you always. And then when the world sees us reconciling with one another, they're going, yep, their faith means something. Who's your God? Jesus? How does He empower you? How does He empower you? Seriously, you got to be able to answer that. What moved you down the hall? Where's the, where's the willingness to forgive? What does that mean? You see how we keep going? Ah. Why is He coming back? It's in Ephesians. It's Ephesians uh, chapter 1. Verse 9. God has now revealed to us His mysterious plan regarding Christ. A plan to fulfill His own good pleasure. Whose pleasure? It's all about God. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. He didn't say do this in remembrance of Bibbo. <laughs> it's all about Him. Verse 10, and this is the plan. At the right time, still unknown. He will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. 
Verse 11, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For He chose us in advance and He makes everything work out according to His plan. Remember the releasing that we prayed about? You can release it. God has it. Just keep doing what He's asking you to do. Just keep being about Him in everything that you are about. Let Him be first in everything. 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 When thoughts come in that aren't good thoughts, take it captive. Make it obey Him. Verse 12, God's purpose. Whenever, <laughs> If anybody ever asks what God's will is, you have the answer right here. God's purpose was that we Jews... Now this is Paul writing this. Okay, And you're going to see two different people groups come together, gang. And so Paul's talking. He's throwing himself in this first people group. We Jews who were first to trust Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles, that's anyone that's not Jewish. Anyone uh, Jewish here? Anyone? No? Then we're in this bunch, Gentiles. This is great news. And you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And look at here. And when you what? Believed. How does He identify you? God sees you as He sees Jesus. So for those that would flinch if Jesus came in, that's your twin. You take on His nature. He embodies you. He overpowers you. He takes over your DNA when you say yes to Him. He identified you as His own by giving you the Holy Spirit. So whenever anyone says, how did you get down the hallway? It's Him, man. Everything in me doesn't want to do it, but my twin in here did He did it. <laughs> he carried me down the hall. 14, the Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us the inheritance He promised and that He has purchased us to be His own people. He did this. Why? all about Him. How do we praise and glorify Him the most and the best? When we love. And where do we get the chance to love others the most? Home, work, community. Yeah. Home, work, community. That's your pulpit. Alright, we're going to start closing up. Revelation, go over there, and then we'll close up. Isn't this fun? Yes. Is there anybody now that would stop flinching if Christ came in? Would you be, as the Scripture said, be eagerly waiting for Him? If I'm eagerly waiting for someone, I am looking forward to them coming. And if I'm looking forward to them coming, I know that they are for me. And if I know that they are for me, it's going to be a heck of a time. Revelation 21. This is John writing about what's going to happen. He says, then, this is a, chapter 21, verse starting in verse 1. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Remember, we just read that. Jesus said, this is going to happen. So John's saying, yep, it's going to happen. 
For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among His people. He will live with them and they will be His people. God Himself will be with us. I changed it. Will be with us. He's coming for us. He will wipe every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more crying. There will be no more pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Verse 6, And he also said, It is finished. Man, the words he said on the cross. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I'll be their God, and they'll be my children. I don't know about y'all, gang, but that sounds like heaven to me. I, I could probably get into a place where there's no more sorrow. There's no more pain. We have these new bodies. That would eliminate 15 million folks this past year that went and got cosmetic surgery. <laughs> we long for new, don't we? And we can experience the new right now. So how do you be victorious today? Believe your yes. Believe your yes. Not in you, but Him. That the bread and the cup and His coming, that's why we do this. So what I want to do is, as, the, as the gang plays is that if there's not anyone that has done that, um, if there's anyone that feels late, if there's a few that would just kind of stand up around the room and uh, allow themselves to be available to, to pray with others. And I don't want to point anyone out, but you know who you are that you feel like, yeah, man, I, I could dig that. I could pray with someone. Just stand up around the room and let yourself do that. And then we'll participate together. That, I want to remind us too, that's an open table. And what that means is that we don't have membership here. We're all joined together through our yes in Christ. And so if you said yes to Jesus, then let's eat together. Okay? If there's anyone that's not real sure about their faith, I'd love to chat with you about that as well. Okay? Father, I thank You. I thank You for this time and knowing that the reason of Your coming back is to fulfill the new. That everything will be new, Father. And so, we do desire that. Actually, Your Word even tells us that times that our bodies groan because we're just searching and desiring the new. And so we reach to the world to do that, Lord. And Father, right now, all we're wanting to do is just reach for You through the body of the bread and the blood of the cup. So we love You and we thank You for this time. I pray that everyone would move freely as they are led and pray with one another as um, they are in need of or desire. 
And so, Lord, we love you, and it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.